Today's scripture reading comes to us out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13. We read verses 10 through 17. Matthew 13, beginning in verse 10. Then the disciples came and asked Jesus, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. The reason I speak to them in parables is that seeing they do not perceive, and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, You will indeed listen, but never understand. You will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so that they may not look with their eyes, and listen with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. This is the word of God. For the people of God, thanks be to God. I invite you to be seated. Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit this day as scripture is read, as word is proclaimed, help us hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. One of my favorite Jim Carrey movies of all time is Bruce Almighty. Anybody ever see the movie Bruce Almighty? It stars Jim Carrey and Morgan Freeman. And uh, I love this movie. It, It is a comedy, but there's a great message there. And if you've never seen it, the basis is this. Jim Carrey is having a bad run of it. And he prays to God and says, God, I'm not having a good time. I'm, I'm failing everywhere I go. And I think I can do a better job than you. Don't ever pray that to God, by the way. <laughs> and he says, I think I can do a better job than you. And so Morgan Freeman, playing uh, God, appears to him and says, You think you can do a better job? Let's see it. And gives Jim Carrey, who plays Bruce, the powers of God to fulfill all of God's roles. It's quite an amusing movie, and I encourage you to go see it. But there's a line. uh, Bruce uh, begins to discover, um, after obtaining the powers, uh, that the job is not nearly as easy or as fulfilling as he had anticipated that he could use those powers for. And Bruce goes back to Morgan Freeman to get the powers taken back away from him because it is too much. And uh, also he needs his mess cleaned up. That's a message in and of itself. Whenever we try to play God for ourselves, how often do we create more messes than we had before? That'll preach. Someone say amen. But here's the line I want you to hear from the movie, and I can't play it for you because of copyright issues with the streaming, but I want you to hear it. Picture it in the voice of Morgan Freeman as it is in the movie. I'll try my best, but I don't think it'll work. Parting your soup is not a miracle. It's a magic trick, Bruce. A single mom who's working two jobs and still finds time to take her kid to soccer practice. That's a miracle. A teenager who says no to drugs and yes to education, that's a miracle. 
People want me to do everything for them. But what they don't realize is they have the power. You want to see a miracle? Be the miracle. You want to see a miracle? Be the miracle. Question for us today. How often do we seek Jesus in the extraordinary? But we seek to simply find Him in the ordinary. How often are we looking for the miraculous, but we seek to see Jesus in the everyday? The question we need to consider today is this. When and where do we see Jesus today? Jesus is not some otherworldly being to be sought out among the clouds. Jesus has more to say about life and and to us and, and about our mission than we can even read in the Bible itself. We don't have to retreat to, to some uh, temple or some church or wait for the perceived miraculous to happen in order to find Him. The world is Jesus' temple. Folks, we are the temple of Jesus. You want to find the miracle? <laughs> Look around. Look around. We experience Jesus when we live out His mission and when we listen intently, attentively, and expectantly to the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that companion that Jesus promised would guide us into all truth and tell us exactly what is to come, exactly how to react, exactly what Jesus is trying to say to us. The trick is to be quiet enough to hear it. So that's all fine and, and dandy and great, but, but the question is how do we experience Jesus today? Where do we see him today? Let, let me throw this at you. Maybe that's not the question we should ask at all. Maybe the question should actually be this. Where do you expect to see Jesus today? Where do you expect to find the miraculous today? And where do you expect to be the miracle today? Maybe this is the question that, that we should be asking. But, but you know, here, here's the other part of it. We all think that we want to see God. In Bruce's case, he thought he wanted to be God. But here is what I have learned, and perhaps you can testify to this as well. The divine often shows up in the places we least expect. Can I get a testimony? <laughs> and that is never a bad thing. The bottom line is this. 
we will find Jesus. But we must be looking for him. We will always find Jesus, but we must be willing to look for him. We will see Jesus when, with an expectant heart, we take a little walk on the sacrificial side and discover Jesus in the everyday occurrences of life because that's where Jesus is. We don't have to look for him in a drawer tucked away or in a specific place. We don't, we don't have to look behind the altars because Jesus is out there. Jesus is right here. Jesus is in here. Jesus is everywhere. How many of you have ever been looking for something that was right under your nose and you couldn't find it? I warned her about this. I was going to use this story today. <laughs> One day in my, my parents' kitchen, Kate was looking for the box of aluminum foil. And my mom was known to buy the best deal of the day at the store. And so it was an off-brand aluminum foil uh, that she had bought that week. It was in a red box. Well, she's looking where the foil goes, and she closes it and turns to my mom and says, you're out of foil. I can't see. It's not in here. And my mom goes and looks, opens a drawer, and pulls it out. And she says, yeah, we do. It's right here. Kate says, I was looking for the blue box. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? Reynolds Rack comes in a blue box, but the off-brand comes in a red box. My mama was a deal finder. It was the red box that week. How often is Jesus right under our nose, but we fail to find him because we are not looking for him? When we have not been seeking the living and the active Jesus, if we have tucked him away to be dusted off only periodically, only when the mood strikes us or only once a week, we risk looking only for the Jesus of our imaginations and not the living Savior and Lord who is among us today the one to whom this season of Lent is preparing us for, the one who would conquer death. How often are we not looking for Jesus? There are miracles all around us today. As I mentioned earlier, just take a look around you but we do not always see them because we're not always looking through the correct lens. Uh, there were uh, the story of these uh, two grandparents who both wore glasses, and um, their daughter went to visit them one day and just asked how they were doing, and both of them said about two weeks prior, they both started experiencing blurry vision around the same time. Well, they started looking and trying to figure out if maybe uh, you know, they had uh, issues with their eyes or what have you, and neither one of them was complaining of anything other than just instantaneous blurry vision. 
And the daughter looked and said, you have each other's glasses on. And as soon as they switched their glasses back, the vision was instantly restored. Folks, if we're not looking through the right lenses, our vision will be blurred. Our field of vision is bound to be restricted if we are wearing the wrong glasses. From the time shortly after our birth, we have been given lenses that cause us to view the world around us through a secular worldview. We're immersed in a culture of skepticism that teaches us that there is a sharp division between fact and between faith, that which is real and that which is of religion. A secular worldview links everything supernatural with superstition and is always looking for a rational explanation. But folks, listen to this today. We could go on about this topic and, and all this and that, but we won't. But I want you to hear this. As disciples of Jesus, we must refocus ourselves on viewing the world through the reality of Jesus and through a kingdom worldview, not a secular worldview. We must see the world as Jesus sees the world. We must treat the world as Jesus would treat the world. We must live in the world as Jesus lived in the world. Then, and only then, will we be able to truly see Jesus in the ordinary. Anybody can see the miraculous when it happens. But how many can find Jesus in the ordinary? The question then, if you cannot seem to find, when we cannot seem to find Jesus, what lens are we looking through? You know, in the scripture we read today, it's a weird one. Jesus gives us another reason why we do not see him why we do not experience miracles. Jesus has uh, just told, if you read the previous uh, uh, passage, Jesus had just told the parable of the sower, on which he pointed out in that parable the reasons why the good news of the gospel was not received by some and why it was retained by some. The parable of the sower is all about whose heart is hardened, whose heart is too malleable to where it goes in and through, whose it just falls on and bounces off of and falls onto the soil. Who hears the good news and who actually listens? Sometimes the reason we do not see Jesus isn't necessarily the lens we are using and it's not intellectual doubt but it is because our heart is not prepared to receive the message that Jesus is sending. There's a fancy term for this. It's called hardness of heart. How many of us, or how many of us know somebody who's not willing to see Jesus because our hearts aren't open to seeing Jesus. But let me ask you another question. What are we doing 
to break through the barriers to those to whom love is a stranger? What are we doing to help bring Jesus from these pews and altars out to those who truly need to experience the miracles that come only from Jesus? Folks, listen to this. When we cease to have our hearts broken by those tragedies, by those circumstances, by those sufferings that break God's heart, when we fail to live more simply so that others can simply live, then we are out of alignment with Christ. Hello? We need to return to living and giving like God with skin on. If we want to find Jesus, then we need to be living like Jesus. Then we need to be teaching like Jesus then we need to be the example to others like Jesus. You want to find the miracle? Be the miracle. How do you find Jesus today? Be Jesus out there. You know, we can live in, in vital relationship with the rebel Jesus today. We do not have to rely simply on the written word or, or, or ancient stories to sustain our faith and battle our doubts when the living word is accessible right in this moment. Jesus is good all the time. And Jesus is available all the time. Jesus is... A 24-7, 365, 366 every four years type of God. And if there was any time spectrum in the middle, Jesus has already beaten us to it and is still available then. That's how often we have access to Jesus. It begins with the power of expectation. Where do you expect to see Jesus? We will find what we actively seek and hear that for which we earnestly listen. Are you expecting to see Jesus today? Are you expecting to hear Jesus today? Where will you expect to see Jesus today? And to whom will you be Jesus for today? Let us, and what if we as the church stopped waiting for Jesus to show up and we started bringing Jesus every single moment? We're doing that in multiple ways, but the question is always how can we do that more and more and more? It starts with all of us as individuals. What would it look like in every circle of our influence? What would it look like if we became the miracle Jesus just a little bit more this week? I encourage you to ask that question of yourself every time you look at the mirror in the morning. How, where can I expect to be and to see Jesus today?
That is the gospel message, my sisters and brothers, for today. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.